If the LDS Church is not true, which church is? Didn't the Bible predict the apostasy of the Christian faith? These and 34 other questions often posed by Latter-day Saints are addressed in Answering Mormon's Questions, published by Kriegel. Written by MRM's Bill McKeever and Eric Johnson, Answering Mormon's Questions includes a glossary of Mormon terms and questions for group discussions. Answering Mormon's Questions can be ordered online at mrm.org or at your favorite Christian bookstore. Be ready to give an answer. Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, we hope you enjoy this repeat broadcast. Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry. And with me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. The book, Saints, the Standard of Truth, covers Mormon history from the year 1815 to 1846. This book has the stamp of approval by the leadership of the church. And that's what makes this thing so important. And I think we need to reiterate one more time, at least at the beginning of this week, that Saints, the story of the Church of Jesus Christ in the latter days, is one of a four-volume series. And according to the First Presidency Statement at the front of the book, it says, We pray that this volume will enlarge your understanding of the past, strengthen your faith, and help you make and keep the covenants that lead to exaltation and eternal life. And another thing that was added in the, in the preface to what you just said on page 18, saints is not scripture, but like the scriptures, each volume contains divine truth and stories of imperfect people trying to become saints through the atonement of Jesus Christ. What we were trying to say last week, Bill, is while this is not scripture, we're not trying to say it is, it still is an official history as produced by the 21st century LDS Church. And it does have the written approval of the First Presidency, something that even the Gospel Topics essays that started coming out in 2013, they did not have that. This does. So we can assume that this is the history that the church leadership wants its members to know and believe. Now, last week, we ended with the story of the gold plates. And we read to you from page 40 and 41 from this narrative, Saints, showing how Joseph Smith carried these plates for a distance of three miles, because it states very clearly the gold plates were three miles away from the Smith home. I think, Eric, we probably need to read the small portion on page 40, because it's going to play an important part in what we plan on discussing today, and that is how Joseph Smith retrieved the plates and what he went through in order to get them home. According to the book, it says, Hurrying to the hill, Joseph found the log where the plates were hidden and carefully wrapped them in a shirt. He then ducked into the woods and headed for home, his eyes alert to danger. The forest concealed him from people on the main road, but it gave thieves plenty of places to hide. Straining under the weight of the wrecker, Joseph tramped through the woods as fast as he could. A fallen tree blocked the path ahead of him, and as he bounded over it, he felt something hard strike him from behind. Turning around, he saw a man coming at him, wielding a gun like a club. 
Clutching the plates tightly with one arm, Joseph knocked the man to the ground and scrambled deeper into the thicket. He ran for about half a mile when another man sprang from behind a tree and struck him with the butt of his gun. Joseph fought the man off and darted away, desperate to be out of the woods. But before he could get very far, a third man attacked, landing a heavy blow that sent him reeling. Gathering his strength, Joseph hit the man hard and ran for home. Now, if you listened to last week's show, that was probably a bit redundant for you. But we needed to repeat that account because there was an article that was published on the web November 10th, 2019, by Dr. Daniel Peterson. Daniel Peterson is a BYU professor, and he is, well, I guess you could say, Eric, he's kind of the go-to guy when it comes to Mormon apologetics. He had an article on Pathios.com titled, Running with the Golden Plates. And it refers to a film that is going to be coming out that is going to recreate how Joseph Smith was able to retrieve the plates and ultimately get them to his house. And so Dr. Peterson writes about this. And what does he say? I spoke at a small cottage meeting on Saturday night along with the Interpreter Foundation's fundraiser, Ed Snow, and Mark Goodman, the director of the Foundation's current Witnesses Film Project. It was a real treat for me to see two brand new clips from the principal dramatic movie, which is now taking shape. This was the first time that they've been shown. The first depicted Joseph Smith, played by Paul Wethrich, being chased by money diggers while he's carrying the plates. The second showed the first meeting of David Whitmer with Joseph, who has been working with Oliver Cowdery in Harmony, Pennsylvania, and who knows a great deal more about David's travels of the previous two days from Fayette, New York, than he could possibly know by natural means. Mark was very apologetic to the group before showing the two clips, saying that their color was off, that the music was too loud, and so forth, and that this was only preliminary work. However, I have to say that I was quite pleased. I've seen the criticism that the plates were too heavy, that Joseph Smith could not possibly have run through the woods carrying them. Now, obviously, Dr. Peterson is very well aware of probably things that I've said personally, as well as other critics of this account and what they have said over the past several years. I find it fascinating, though, that what Dr. Peterson is going to defend tends to leave a lot of the details out. And basically what he's going to argue for is that it was quite possible to run with these alleged gold plates. He goes on to say, well, there were two prop sets of plates at the disposal of the filmmakers. One of them was quite light for convenience. The second was roughly the weight of the real historical plates themselves. Let me stop you there. The second was roughly the weight of the real historical plates themselves. What is that weight? I don't know of any evidence that has ever proven exactly what these plates weighed. I've heard all sorts of speculation, and Dr. Peterson himself has given lots of speculation as to what he thinks the plates weighed. But when you say the second was roughly the weight of the real historical plates themselves... Folks, how can we take this statement seriously? Nobody knows what the plates weighed. Nobody weighed the actual plates that Joseph Smith had and gives us a definitive number. It's nothing but speculation. 
But, Bill, if they were gold, how much would they weigh? Well, that's the argument that I've raised, and I only go back to gold, and I mentioned this last week, because that's what the angel said the plates were made of. And if the plates were made of gold, then gold that size would be around 200 pounds. And I know Mormon scholars and probably a lot of Mormon apologists roll their eyes whenever they hear anybody say that. Why? They don't believe the plates were gold. In other words, they have to somehow question what the angel himself said and come up with a lighter alloy. Dr. Peterson believes in a lighter alloy. I have no doubt that he holds to the Tumbaga theory. But the point is, when he says the second prop was roughly the weight of the real historical plates themselves, I don't know what that weight is. Whatever weight Mr. Peterson comes up with can't be proven. Well, I'm sure he's going to say somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 to 50 pounds. Um, No doubt, because that has been believed by some that the plates weighed as light as 30. I've heard that argument. That's not really the more uh, common weight that I hear. Usually it's 40 to 50 pounds. As I mentioned last week, we ended our show on Friday talking about going to an office supply store, picking up a case of paper that weighs about 40 pounds, carrying it around the store with it. You're going to see how quickly those things get too heavy to carry. But let's go on with what Dr. Peterson says. He continues, when our people were filming the scene in which young Joseph Smith runs through the woods while being pursued by money diggers who are intent on gaining possession of the Book of Mormon plates, they gave Paul the option of using the lighter prop. After all, he would be running down the hill repeatedly, carrying the plates, jumping over rocks and logs, trying to avoid low branches. He would be doing this over and over again for different takes repeating the effort so that filming could be done in a variety of angles. He tested the lighter set of plates and then chose to go with the heavier ones so that the scene would be more realistic. Thus, again and again, he had to run down the hill carrying the plates, then climb up the hill once more, then run down the hill, then climb up the hill. At the end of the day, the producer tells me, the actor was utterly exhausted. But the fact remains that he did it which proves that it can be done. And this is how Dr. Peterson concludes his piece. And Joseph Smith was a young man who spent his days doing heavy manual labor, who never rode in an automobile, who had a reputation for unusual physical strength. If Paul Wethrich could do it, Joseph could have done it too. What's missing in this whole narrative? What we just read from the Saints book includes details that Dr. Peterson doesn't mention, nor details that perhaps the film isn't even going to bring out, it seems, and that is jumping over a log, fighting off an attacker who's armed, and then doing it again, fighting off another attacker who was armed, and then a third attacker fighting him off and being able to run away from said attackers without them being able to catch Joseph Smith, who's carrying this heavy weight. First of all, he has to knock these guys down in such a way that apparently they're stunned or maybe even knocked unconscious to where they can't follow him. And remember, as we mentioned also, Joseph Smith, as the book brings out, had a limp. How much of a limp, we don't know, but still any type of limp by an individual carrying a heavy weight would make an especially burdensome attempt at getting away from these attackers. We're trying to come up with a reasonable solution and trying to understand all the facts here. And when it says that he gets up on a log and then he's hit from behind and now a guy is coming at him, and and imagine that if these plates even weighed just 40 pounds, 
you have those under your arm, you're probably putting them under your favored arm. I would carry something like that under my right arm. Now you're using your opposite arm to punch the guy. Is it going to have any kind of an effect? It just is not seeming to go with what the evidence is that we are given in both the standard of truth as well as the history that goes back 200 years. So when Dr. Peterson says, but the fact remains that he, this actor, was able to do it, which proves that it can be done. All it proves is that this actor ran a distance with a prop and a heavier weight. We don't even know what that is. Dr. Peterson doesn't give the weight. It doesn't really prove anything. This does not prove anything. A lot of the details are left out. I'm wondering when this film eventually comes out, is it going to have all those details that are included in the book, Saints, or even included in other references, such as the testimony of his mother, who we assume got the story from Joseph Smith himself. I don't see how this article really helps the situation. I think it's really made only for those who really want to believe the story of the gold plates. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another viewpoint on Mormonism. When sharing your faith with a Latter-day Saint, it helps to know what their church has taught on several basic topics. For this reason, Mormonism Research Ministry has provided its Crash Course Mormonism. Crash Course Mormonism includes concise articles highlighting what LDS leaders and church manuals have taught on issues that will probably come up in a typical conversation. You can find these informative articles at CrashCourseMormonism.com. That's CrashCourseMormonism.com.